0: Welcome to the Queer Confidence Podcast, the podcast to help you become your most confident queer self. I'm your host, he, she, they, Coach Alex Ray, and I haven't always been this confident. In fact, I used to be super insecure, and through this show, I want to share with you what's worked for me, my clients, and my guests so that you can become more confident. Hey, my unicorns, how are you doing today? I have a very special guest I can't wait to introduce you to. Um, She and I met when I was in San Diego a a few weeks ago. And, um, well, I guess maybe more than a month ago when this comes out. (laughs) But she was just... The bright light in my day, Um, I was walking around, getting to know the area, really looking for where am I looking to move, getting to know the different neighborhoods, and I went into this Kava bar, which is um, a drink, not Kava Meza or whatever that thing is called. Different? Look it up. (laughs) Anyway, we sat down at the bar next to each other and um, started a conversation, and Instantly, over
1: your sweater.
0: Oh yeah, over yeah, (laughs) over my over my hoodie. (laughs) And instantly, like, what? We need to be friends. And she was so amazing. Took me all around town. Introduced me to like more than twenty people. You all, it was ridiculous. And (laughs) I was like, I need to have you on my podcast because you're also queer and you're spiritual and you like just have so much beautiful knowledge and wisdom to share. So. I am thrilled to intro- introduce you all to my new friend, Kayla. Welcome.
1: Ah, oh, thank you. I'm so glad to be here. My name is Kayla Adream. I'm an intuitive guide and mystic mentor. I work with goddesses, gays and bays. Um and yeah, I got to meet Alex in San Diego. And I'm so thrilled to be here on the confident, is it confidently queer
0: or confidently? Just confident. Queer? The yeah, queer confidence, confidence podcast. Queer.
1: Yes, queer confidence pod. I'm a confident
0: queer. So. You are confident <laughs> queer. queer
1: <laughs> <Confidence> <laughs> podcast. Yes, let's get there. Thank you Any- so much.
0: Yeah, thank you for being here. Also, of course, you're confident. Anyone that just like turns to someone and is like, ah, yes, that sweatshirt is everything. Which it was. It was my my confident queer sweatshirt. So <laughs> it's. Can we share with them a
1: little bit of like what happened after that? Oh,
0: totally. Yes, <laughs> you tell the story. Go ahead
1: okay okay so I actually it was interesting because Alex was saying that I was the light in his day and Alex likewise was the light in my day I had had like a really heavy day and I came into the kava bar and I see this radiant unicorn of a being with this confident clear sweater on right and I'm like um yes I need to know you (laughs) this is the vibe that I want to be in and we start chatting and we're having a kava and I'm just like do you want to go down the street and like go to some of the shops and like the local designer shops. Do you want to go on an adventure? And Alex is like, yeah, sure. Let's do it. I'm down. (laughs) I was like, what? Yes. Thank you so much. And so we went on this glorious adventure, got to meet uh, a fashion designer that I used to do runway for and model for. That is just amazing. And then we went to another shop I'd never been to. And Mm -hmm. then we came back to the cob bar and kept hanging. I mean, it was just like one of those things that, I, at some point, just decided that this was my new best friend because we had such a vibe going on and I was introducing everyone as, like, this is my new best friend, Alex.
0: You absolutely (laughs) him. You know? He's important now. (laughs) So awesome.
1: That's how it went.
0: (laughs) That is exactly how it went. And, like...
1: And just so everyone knows, that's not normal for me. Like, I don't (laughs) normally have that happen. It's just one of those things, like, I'm sure you guys can relate, like, sometimes you meet someone and you mm-hmm. just really hit it off and it's like out of, out of the ordinary and yeah. it's fantastic and magical and, oh, yeah. Extraordinary.
0: <laughs> yes. And the biggest thing for me, the the thing that hit me or, or the, or I guess why it was so impactful to me was, you know, moving to a new place is a little bit unsettling. You know, I, have a few friends in San Diego but I don't have like a, a full-on community and it was so neat that within a matter of a couple hours I was like oh my god I'm going to be right at home here look at all these incredible people I met look at this community look at how Kayla just being the light that she is um introduced me to all these people and I was like okay cool thank you universe you've got my back here I don't need to worry about it it's really not going to be that big a deal so
1: yeah yeah isn't that beautiful how like yes. always the universe is conspiring with us like in those darkest moments if we both hadn't had like a dark moment mm-hmm. that wouldn't have happened right, right. like it happened so divinely and perfectly and we both showed up authentically yes. we weren't like oh, like I'm feeling I was like I feel like shit right now like I just went oh can I say shit yes oh yeah you can
0: cuss all (laughs) the fucking time I'm like never
1: mind that was a glory hole episode I'm fine (laughs) um so yeah it was just like show up authentically and Alex Mm -hmm. showed up authentically and somehow this absolutely 100% over the moon experience full of love and light and acceptance happened out of this dark space integrated into that dark space, you know?
0: Yes. 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 (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. Okay. So we wanted to really talk about today, religion and spirituality and how that either, um, is loving sometimes towards the queer community and other times very harmful and, um, aggressive towards us (laughs) and discussed too we had very you know we found this out um during our first like Less than an hour. It was, like, 15 minutes into talking. We are like, oh, yeah, we were both brought up in these no religious cults. Anymore. Like, cool. <laughs> <Yeah>. Great.
1: <laughs> Got right in there to the wound. No small talk. No right. time for mm-mm,
0: that. No. Weather? <laughs> no, we talk about that now because I'm annoyed that it sucks here in Maryland. And it's so sunny all the time where you are. but. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> right right well, I'll be there soon enough. it's a lot no 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 also I want you to have all of the beautiful weather. <laughs> I'm not gonna take that away from you
1: <laughs> yeah yeah yeah
0: <laughs> but um t- tell our listeners a little bit more about your background with religion and then like I think it's important for them to know who you are, how you identify as mm-hmm. you know within the realm of spirituality and what that means.
1: Sure, um oh. so it's interesting how I identify with the brown spirituality. So who I am and how I identify. Mm-hmm. We're gonna start there, I guess. So I great. don't okay, I don't identify in a box of spirituality. I literally just say I'm spiritual. um, I don't uh, condone like not condone, I don't deny or like fully embrace any religion or spiritual practice as completely 100% the way, Mm. just because, you know, they're all practices that have been interfered with by man by the filters that uh, flow through what goes Mm. with the human vessel. So I accept bits and pieces of what works for me. Mm-hmm. And then I leave the rest in every single spiritual practice. Um, and that's how I have really come into being. And the great thing is it's always growing. I'm always learning more practices that I can integrate. So I would say maybe if I gave myself a label, I'm like an integrated spiritualist leaning into the side of a witch. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like if We want to really open the broom closet. I'm pretty freaking witchy. Um Yeah. So that's how I would identify there. What was the first half of the question, Alex?
0: So now take us through, if you want to give everyone kind of like a little story of how you grew up in religion and and what brought you to where you are now.
1: Yeah. So I grew up, um, mind you, little preface, I am clairvoyant and also queer and pansexual. And, um, I didn't know those things about myself when I was young and I was born into the first Baptist church. So the first religious practice that I remember was going to the Baptist church, being raised with the Awana club.
0: Uh, oh my God. I did Awana.
1: You did? I did. <sighs> it's so weird. It's such a twisted thing. Cause I have like a really good association with that. Right. Like mm-hmm. I think back and look, if I hadn't been queer, like if I, was straight. I don't know that that I would have had a negative experience. It's very interesting. Yeah. Um, maybe I would because of how compassionate I am, and I'd like wake up and realize like and see how many queer individuals are being completely devastated. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I remember distinctly this time of coming up from the youth group after like my parents were in the regular uh sermon, and I came in, and the pastor was shouting about how you would burn to death if you laid with a man or if a woman laid with a woman, um, that homosexuals go to hell. Mm-hmm. And likewise, that masturbation will send you straight to hell. Uh, and just these things that scared the living shit out of me. I mean, I was probably, let's see, I was seven or eight years old.
0: Oh my God. It was fucking
1: You know, and it was just a brief and it was so the way they did it was so smart. Like it was like a brief interval of the Mm -hmm. sermon so much so that like my mom doesn't doesn't remember these things. But for me, as a queer individual. I definitely remember them. So that's why I'm saying if I was straight, I don't I think it would have taken me a lot longer Mm -hmm. to kind of jump onto this. Oh, this might be a cult, you know, kind of (laughs) mindset. Because for her, she's like, oh, I, don't, I didn't even know that was happening. I'm so sorry, mm-hmm. which thank God she's at that place, you know? Um, but yeah, so I was raised with that. And then also with my, my abilities, anytime that that was witchcraft. So anything that was outside of the church's practices were completely shut down. You don't question the church. It is what it is. That's the way that it is. And you're not going to ask why. So. It was really challenging to find my identity. Um I also think the biggest thing for me was I was taught that you love God first before I even know like knew how to love myself. So, yeah. I didn't understand what love was, but I was told to love this being that I didn't understand and that wanted to hurt me. Right. Instantly. Um so that was really painful. Really challenging. And it took quite some time to get to a place where I was like, you know what, I need to love me first. So I understand what love is, and then I can start to understand what maybe loving something outside of me even means. So that's a little mini background, I guess. Oh, I, I will add, that. I also had an exorcism along the way. We've tried many things oh, yes. to, to pray to get away, y'all. <laughs> Alex and I talked about it. It, it did not work. Um, I do. I am in a straight presenting relationship with a wonderful man. I just got married last week. But it doesn't change the fact that, like, I'm fucking queer. I'm always going to be this way. I'm queer, and I am here, okay?
0: <laughs> yes. Yes. I, okay, M- multiple things. First of all, I don't know that I'd really put that together until you just said it, that like, yeah, we were always taught like love God first and not understanding in that religious atmosphere, not understanding that we are God and that self-love is also loving God and not even really understanding love because love was very... I don't know, it was almost like this. You either love him, also, whatever, God's not a man, but anyway, you love him, or you're going to be tortured forever, Um, which is sort of a really fucked up version of love, and there's no choice there. There's punitive punishment, and it's just... It's just freaking wild. And I'm realizing now that you said that, like, oh, yeah. Hmm. Mm -hmm. What about the self-love? Even though that's what Jesus preached anyway was the self-love, like, love your neighbor as yourself. But the rest of Christian religion is like, what are you talking about, self-love? No, that's wrong.
1: The messages are all there, too, right? Like, Mm -hmm. because who punished Jesus? People people punish Jesus for sharing that message. So it's like Mm. this lesson of like, oh, you're going to be punished and and damned forever eternally and burn in the fires and like judgment, fear mongering, all this horrible stuff. Those are not God characteristics. If we really believe God is love, Mm. those are characteristics of human beings and the ego when we haven't integrated our shadows. That's what that is. So- <laughs> yeah, um, and it's. I heard you say the he, and I saw you cringe on the he with yeah. the God association. And I noticed myself doing that as of recent. And I had this really cool download. Um, I see download meaning like uh, channeling information beyond myself, greater than myself. Mm-hmm. And so, what I learned that's really given me peace is when. Because I, I have to find compassion. If I can't find compassion for these people, I can't heal, right? Yeah. Even if there's little parts left, I got to heal a little bit more, a little bit more. Just mm-hmm. like an onion. So yeah. when I heard that, I had this download that told me, okay, we're, this he and him is really what can be related to for me as the divine masculine. It's security mm-hmm. and assertion. So that is the essence of that energy. And I relate with that. And then Mm -hmm. we think of Jesus as being love. This is Mm -hmm. the divine feminine, right? Mm. This is the divine feminine of compassion, flow, acceptance. So they're both there. It's just a different way of presenting it. And then we had some unintegrated shadows thrown in there from human egos that wrote these books. And bada bing, bada boom, the soup went bad. (laughs)
0: I don't know where that came from. So true. <laughs> <laughs> the soup went bad. I have never heard that before, but okay, <laughs> it works. It works.
1: I'm like, okay, who has a funny family member that's on the other side? Because that one came from somewhere beyond myself, and I it just had oh my to look for the channel tonight. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's oh, ridiculous. That's so funny. Okay. Tell I I think though before we move on from this I think you explaining a little more of what it what a shadow is what that means for our listeners because there are lots of um I don't know that everyone's on the same page in understanding
1: yeah sure him <coughs> <clears throat> <laughs> so my understanding of shadows. I am super grateful that I got to work a program that helped me to understand what character defects are. So Mm. to my knowledge, my shadows are similar to what I might assume to be character defects. They're the things that don't align with the core essence of my soul's beingness, my feelings of purpose and worth in alignment with unconditional love and acceptance, right? Mm. So there are these things that are very unhealthy ego based, Um, it might be anger, hatred, rage, right? So we move into those, like, really quickly, those, like, we go from the shadow, starting at anger, moving to hatred, moving to rage, like, Mm. that's how that can cycle. It might be vanity, um, it, which is the self-obsession and all that fun stuff. It might be jealousy. It might be all forms of insecurity and finding the root of those. So it's these things, gossip, lying, just, I could go on and on. They're the dark side of the moon. They're the things that we don't want to look at because societally they are bad, mm. right? But for some reason we have them because they've served us mm-hmm. up until the point where we decide that we're going to integrate and use new tools mm. and we have to do that lovingly or they're just going to stick around because they're still empowered by that kind of force of rejection mm. so that's what for me uh my understanding of shadows are these kind of sh- these heavy things that make you feel heavy things that you want to hide from those things you may consider character defects defects that aren't
0: in alignment with your highest self mm. i love that explanation thank you so much for adding that Um yeah. and i want to offer too like because my per- my perspective or the way that i define shadows is a little bit different so yeah, the way i think about shadows is it's part of us part of our character part of our shadows are really the subconscious it's the parts that we've even hidden away from ourselves because we feel shame around these things and we feel like they're wrong they're evil they're not okay and so it's almost like kind of the the things we've morally shamed about ourselves um and so for me the most powerful thing has been that integration of like wreck which to explain that has been recognizing those parts of me that I've previously had shame around and just Mm -hmm. first making peace with those parts and going, "Mm, not that big a deal. It's all right. Or even learning to love them or see how these ways of thinking or acting or feeling have served me, as you said, Mm -hmm. have helped me, have been really useful. And when we look at it with Look at our shadows with love. It gives us the opportunity to then feel better and change our lives, but not because mm-hmm. we're trying to avoid who we are. It's out of a full yeah. acceptance. Yeah.
1: Oh yeah. No, I hundred percent agree. I mm. I personally have experienced guilt and shame being the main reasons that I hid from my shadows and hid them in my subconscious. And that's where they wreak havoc. Mm -hmm. That's where we create these behavior patterns that seem automatic and that are so well hidden that we might not even know we're doing them. They're just deeply ingrained, right? And it's not Mm -hmm. until we make the choice to really do the work, to do that shadow work and get in there and integrate them. And like you said, like sometimes loving them, loving them out, right? (laughs) So. Yeah, I love that. Thank you for sharing that definition and giving some more clarity, Alex.
0: Of course. Of course. Um, okay, not not to jump around a little bit, but also to jump around a little bit, because <laughs> I'm gonna mm-hmm. do it anyway. Um mm-hmm. I also wanna just quickly point out the fact that you said you're in a how did you say your relationship? What did you call it? It's a Oh,
1: straight presenting.
0: Straight presenting. I love that term because there are so many others who are also queer, just like you and are in a straight presenting relationship and get down on themselves and think like, oh, I'm not queer enough or like, I'm not allowed to be part of this community anymore. I can't hang out with the queer people like all these things. So what has that been like for you? uh, Give our listeners some advice on that. I
1: love that. Yeah, I love that question. So, um, it's interesting, especially because I'm in, like, I say we're a serially monogamous relationship, like, um, one of our main, and that's not, I, I believe amplify and am there for any form of healthy relationship. But for my husband and I, our core value is the security and the intimacy of having a level of connection that only him and I share. Mm. So, That being said, right. I don't go off and like have side flings with, with women or, you know, non-binary folks or anything. It's like me and him now in Mm -hmm. in our minds, we both do, we share them with each other, you know, like, and like our, our, that's why we get to get next level with our spiritual connection in the bedroom. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, it's it was really hard for me. Actually, just up until the past couple of years, I had started a nonprofit for transgender women called Trans Women of America, and um, I spoke to one of my close girlfriends about how I felt like I didn't qualify, and that's why I had stayed away and not wanted to be in the community because here I am in this straight relationship and like. I'm not acting even on any, you know, queer thoughts. And Mm. so therefore I can't possibly still exist in it. And Mm. sometimes it takes the trigger of external validation from a non-biased party, or even biased, but in your favor, I guess. (laughs) (laughs) To like give you that validation that your heart needs to be able to do the work yourself. So for me, when I heard it from her, where she's like, you're absolutely queer enough. You are pansexual enough. Like you don't have to do anything to be that you simply are. And hearing that, which I had told so many of my friends along the line and clients along the line was like, yes, because it was triggered for me. I wasn't used to this, like fully present, fully aware Straight presenting relationship that was committed. I've never done a committed relationship to this degree mm-hmm. ever. You know, yeah, so, yeah.
0: And I love, I love, like you and I both are. I don't know what to call it. We're both service providers. We're, we, could, we could use that term, but that, that seems so shallow and crappy. But like we provide yeah. services that like coaching. You provide, um, <clears throat> tell me again, like what actually, what, what are your services that you provide?
1: Yeah, so um, I do intuitive guidance with a method called DFL that right. I created. It's a five-step method. And then I do shadow work rituals, moon rituals, and retreats, and inner yeah. child work all the things okay so
0: like all the all the spiritual healing right all the spiritual guidance and oftentimes we forget that we are allowed to be on the receiving end we just want to (laughs) provide for other people and we really do need if you are a helper listening right now, you also need to be able to experience the other side of that, the feminine side, the receiving of it.
1: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yes, 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 Alex. That is spot on. And I definitely think we both relate, not only because we're in the service industry, because this service that we do is getting people in alignment with mm-hmm. their true selves, mm-hmm. you know, with you, the confidence, the self-acceptance, mm-hmm. Right and with me the empowerment the like inspiration and magic so like both of them are that like magical essence the yeah. necessity of really feeling fulfilled and purposeful in this human experience the foundation for it
0: yeah yeah so good so good <laughs> okay so back to religion <laughs> back to back to spiritual practices like what is it what has your experience been um with various types of spirituality and that um contrasting or whatever with um being queer i'm at a loss for words right now well, <laughs> contrasting is it. the right it's word fine. i, I
1: hear your mind it's all good yeah, yeah. i hear you like i feel you it's like, like the actual interpretation for my clairvoyancy um hmm so For me and my religious practice, how that affected my queerness, you're saying, or how that affected my ability to be confidently queer?
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: Mm -hmm. Okay. So I would say there was always this lingering fear in the back of my mind. Even when I made the decision to stop going to the church, Mm -hmm. um, I tried to drown that fear with alcohol for a long time and pills mm. and whatever I could because that's what I thought would work right and it did to an extent it was a tool i used um and i went into pretty gnarly depth with my alcoholism i came to find out that's what i have um but yeah it was something that just was always there this burning fear and i was looking for someone to kind of give me permission like i said that it was Okay, and that I wasn't in a place to give that to myself yet. Mm-hmm. So for me, just the impacts of feeling other people, and it's really just this collective norm because still um the religions like Christianity and Catholicism are some of the main religions, and I'm not a hundred percent sure on a Hindu, but I know there's a little more intricacies there, but I know with the Catholicism and Christianity, they're they're pretty much ruling the world. They're still like the main religions, right? And they're heavily anti-Christian with few exceptions. And even those exceptions, here's the kicker, are like, all sins are equal. Oh, you're queer? You're gay? That's okay. You know, I, I lusted for someone else's spouse or I've stolen something in the past. Like, it's just sins. So like literally my existence, Is a sin. That's what, like, that's what it comes down to. Is me just existing as my authentic self is not okay. Is frowned upon by this almighty Lord. Like, Mm -hmm. how intimidating, right? Yeah. So, very impactful on a collective level. And I had explained to Alex, should I share my story now about the? Go for it. Okay. Before I got with my amazing, perfect, incredible incredible husband. I was in my first official lesbian relationship that I was sober for. Like I said, I had the disease of alcoholism. I have it. It's active always, but I'm just not drinking and haven't for a while. So I was sober finally and present. It wasn't like just messing around. And I got to be in this relationship with a woman. Um, and it was a new and profound experience. And I remember very clearly this time that we were at Olive Garden in an area that's more conservative here in San Diego. And we're sitting outside waiting for our table. And mind you, I'd had experiences before with with women, obviously, and been out, but I was always loaded. So I didn't feel any of the things of mm. any of the collective religious influence so this time i'm sitting out there and there was an older couple sitting across from us and we were holding hands so they already knew like we were together um and the the energy and i'm empathic clairvoyant clairgustant, clairsentient so i'm feeling all their energy i see it and i feel it and she leans over and whispers into her husband and then he makes this like disgusting face um mm my girlfriend at the time leans over to try and kiss me and I could not kiss her. I like only let her kiss me on the cheek. Mm-hmm. And so even though I'd broken away from the church, I'd started to tune back into my spirituality and get really in tune with my abilities. Even though I had done so much work, I hadn't even like addressed how much that was still influencing me. Mm. So yeah, that's kind of in a nutshell. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Thank you for sharing that story, because I think it's really validating for everyone who has had a similar experience and then felt kind of shame around like, oh, my God, did I do the wrong thing? And like, no, like you had a really uncomfortable situation. You did what felt best at the time. And now, like, what did you reflecting back on it? Like what's come of that scenario?
1: Ah, well, now I've learned how to find compassion for those individuals and see the similarities instead of the differences between us, which has really helped. Mm. I will say that I feel like it's pertinent for some reason to share that once when I was sharing that story just now in real time, I did have some triggers into all of the times that that I guess that wasn't the first time that it, that happened, but it was the first time I was conscious of it because I was in a lesbian relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, but I remember my father being like, you know, I don't care if you're gay, just save it for the bedroom. Like my mm. whole childhood, right? I remember um, multiple people, my brother's like, yeah, you can be gay, just like, don't hit on me. Like the typical straight guy, you know, thing. don't hit on me. Like, it's just, it's always kind of been there. So it was almost like all of those things activated in that moment. That I was having a real-time experience.
0: Yeah. So, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And what a familiar thing for all of us. Like, being told, nope, don't do that. Don't be that. Don't act like that. Don't say that. I remember, not to, like, get down on my father. We've had a conversation about this, and he's apologized for this. But there was a time that we were on our way home from Arizona and um from seeing my grandmother and I was I think 11 at the time and he mentions to me, "Hey, I just want you to know that when you sit like that with like your your hand uh, with your like wrist, you know, the he was describing the gay limp wrist, right?" And he's like, Mm -hmm. well, it looks really gay. And I I just wanted to let you know because I would want to know if, you know, I was doing something like that. And I remember feeling just so much Mm -hmm. shame around like, oh, my God, this is something wrong with me. Even like how I hold, like how I carry my body is wrong. And it's also a giveaway. And now mm-hmm. I could be in danger because by then I had to realize that I was attracted to boys and was like, I don't understand what's going on. Hopefully it'll change. Right. <laughs>
1: yeah. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. And did you ever find yourself like using that terminology of like, that's gay or did that never happen in your experience?
0: Um, I'm trying to remember. I think like when kids in high school and stuff would use that as like a slur and call things gay i pr- on a, I probably did use it a few times to fit in yeah but i do remember avoiding it several times because i felt so uncomfortable around it because i realized like i was or am yeah yeah wow
1: yeah, I definitely used it the same way to fit in. Yeah. Um, I hid behind it, I think, a lot. Um, and it, This, I'm not proud of this, but it's my truth. It wasn't until my first Pride 2017 here in San Diego that I really realized and made peace with that and was like, I used this term for a really long time to hurt people in my community mm. and to hurt myself. It was derogatory and it was mean and I can take it lightly some days, but at the core of it, it hurt, man. Mm -hmm. Like it just did. So that's something that definitely was also a ripple effect again of the the collective influence of what's okay and what's not (laughs) and just being. Yeah. I would say too, I want to add like another thing that does bring me peace. And this one is like more advanced, right? This is like after I've done healing work because we don't want to bypass all of the gnarly stuff. But I see now my ability to be out and be queer is an opportunity and a gift because it's not, unfortunately, we're not there yet with the whole world. Mm -hmm. It's not like that. It doesn't make it any more okay for the things that are not completely accepting that are trauma causing harmful and just, yeah, just icky Mm -hmm. and not definitely not beautiful, (laughs) (laughs) which everything I like to be beautiful, but um, (laughs) yeah, but I still do have the ability. I have the strength. I have the tools. I have the supportive community and people that are out to lead the way Mm -hmm. to be able to do that where there. Our countries that that's not even the case yet yeah. so um, our work's not done that's why it's so important to celebrate pride if you have pride near you and you're a queer individual like please celebrate and whatever way that looks like for you you don't have to be out loud loud but yeah. just showing up and being there and being an ally even is so important
0: yes absolutely so true so true um and i think I know we had talked about, we, we wanted to be able to also talk about the good sides of religion yes. and everything, and which we're going to get into in a moment, but was there anything as far as the negative implications um, that you wanted to touch on still?
1: Um, I will touch really lightly on this one. Mm-hmm. Uh, Trigger warning for self-harm. So I think that, or I know, I don't think, Mm -hmm. that my lack of self-acceptance and inability to find authentic self-love and confidence led to me going so far as to self-harm and try to take my own life on multiple occasions. And I know I'm not alone in that. Yeah. I remember specifically one time when I was cutting in a rehab when I was 18 years old, I decided to do a cross on my ankle because I thought that that was the right thing. And I'm just going to say, like, I'm pretty sure I do still love Jesus. I take me some Jesus, like you said, that the energy and the message of Jesus, I'm about that. I take yeah. that from my Baptist upbringing. Um, but I'm pretty sure Jesus doesn't want the most traumatic element of the worst day of his life being the symbol portrayed <laughs> for this religion. I'm just saying, like, did no one think about that? like hello if jesus shows up i feel like jesus would be like what why are why what
0: what why is that the thing right like, oh my god what gosh. is
1: happening like what
0: <laughs> i mean yeah. it's all based in that belief of it of him being a sacrifice right yeah which also then christian's catholics and everyone loves to use as a way to like feel even more guilt because they're like oh he had to he had to be sacrificed for me i'm so i feel so guilty that somebody else had to take my horribleness and now i feel bad for for being bad yeah it's
1: mm fear-mongering
0: it's
1: just fear-mongering in its finest
0: oh my god i remember like just bawling to the passion did you ever watch that movie?
1: Uh, I was not allowed to watch all of it. because I was too young.
0: Same, but I watched it like several years later.
1: No, I never did.
0: Okay. (laughs) Um, yeah, I remember bawling my eyes out to that. Um, and like bawling my eyes out in church so frequently with like the music and stuff. And it was just all this shame and guilt being released from my body. And, um, not even knowing at the time that, like, okay, that doesn't have to be the way, nor is that really Jesus's message anyway. Like, that is not how how he came or how he acted. That's not how he talked. Like, we see him talking in the Bible about, you know, love and hanging out with the people that didn't fit in anywhere else. Like, I feel like Jesus would be at every pride parade, He'd be hanging He'd be like, I'm the queerest of them all. Let's go, motherfuckers. Like, come on.
1: thousand million percent, yes. I feel like love is love. Amplify the love. That is not what Jesus would want focused on, you know? Like, that's why balance is so necessary. Like, that's the main message and Mm -hmm. the pain point. And it's a sales tactic like this really severe pain point and its manipulation and that's not love to me that's not Jesus's message message or way. So yeah, it's interesting. Um I will say I I did not watch that because I did have the opportunity to by choice leave the church when I was a teenager. I emancipated when I was on my 17th birthday. Mm-hmm. Um I officially emancipated so I left home in my earlier teens mm-hmm. um and my parents right before the divorce allowed for me to stop going to church because I just was like, I'm not going to go. So, yeah, I mean, there was still all the propaganda and the Uh, BS that was gnarly, but at least I didn't have to show up for those, those sermons and be in that place where I just knew I didn't fit in. I just didn't, not for me who I am. I wasn't loved and accepted as being good and okay and right for just being myself
0: yeah yeah um the last thing i want to say on it on this topic too as far as like the negative implications of religion on our queer plus community is just that same thing i um i've talked about on the podcast before my suicide attempt and I would not have attempted if I didn't have the beliefs that were ingrained in me from religion. And um, I'm, I've am i learned to actually now, I'm very thankful for how my life has played out and the um, wonderful benefits and growth that I have had because of my experiences. However, at the same time, I would never wish that on anyone that they um go be brainwashed into hating themselves to their core um and so much so that they see no other way to go on living but to end it so yeah. Um, mm.
1: oh alex i'm so glad that you're still here and you and i both know that the trippy part is that in that belief system if you kill yourself you also go to hell right so What's worse when you're a parent, your kids forever being eternally damned or <laughs> accepting that they're gay and you have more time with them before they're eternally damned, you but know? it's fucked
0: up. It's so fucked yeah. up. Yeah. So There's just... Not
1: for me, that's all. Oh, same.
0: <laughs> okay, so now that we've sufficiently... Set our piece about how we are not into religion. And this also goes for, it's not just Christianity, it's any kind of spirituality that's turned into morality. And that some other human out there knows what is good or bad for you, what is good and bad for your life, and that somehow um according to if you don't live according to their rules then you are going to either be punished or live in paradise for all of eternity it's that Mm -hmm. threat there and so Mm -hmm. we are not signed up for that we are done with that we're like bye thank you Mm -mm. gross Mm -hmm. yeah
1: right like side note bar um yeah just any form of organized religion for me and and i think that might be a personal thing like i'm a very flowy gal i like mm-hmm. to go with the flow i like to evolve and grow and i don't like when it's an organized like this is the way like alex said so total agreement on this side too
0: yeah yeah 100 yeah. percent. Mm-hmm. okay so now that we've torn it up <laughs> let's appreciate what 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 has been like the benefits to you do you think out Mm -hmm. of religion or spirituality
1: totally um so i actually i had written some notes down but i'm just gonna flow authentically here i think that the main takeaway like i said was i really do love my man jc Mm. you know um I feel like JC may not have even identified as a man, but we're going to go with that for right now because unfortunately not here in real time to let me know what their pronouns are. So him (laughs) for now. Um, But yeah, I really love JC. I always felt safe calling on like that guide and mother Mary really good energy for me. Those Mm. two mother Mary is a saucy one. I feel like she's saucy. She Mm -hmm. got some secrets and i right. like that <laughs> she's very protective yes. though like very secure um kind of the she feels like the divine masculine mm. in a lot of ways to mm. me where right? i see jesus is divine feminine like i was discussing and then i also feel like underneath it all all of the shit if we get under all the fucked up shit that is going on really there's this ultimate deep what is believed to be, it's actually a shadow wearing a mask of love. But there's this belief of like, we really deeply care and are compassionate about people going to heaven and being in paradise forever. Mm. So for me, I resonate with that deep level of compassion of, you know, wishing selfishly or not for the well being of each person, whatever that looks like for them. And also from a business standpoint great sales great sales, great sales. Like products, you know like Damn. really great sales a really good way to recruit really right.
0: <laughs> seriously yeah.
1: Yeah. great sales pitches <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm. yeah there's a reason churches are so wealthy <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. uh totally and yet what else stands out to you is like a I don't know, something you're, like, grateful for? Mm -hmm, mm
1: -hmm. I'm grateful that I learned the importance of community. To me, community Uh, is really, really important. Um, I think that's a lot of the draw of why people go into an organized religion is to have some form of community. mm -hmm. There's that also just sense I learned that it's a value for me to have security. It's a value for me to feel that sense of connection um, and importance. It really mm-hmm. gives you, if you want to be honest, there's an ego-based part to being, you know, mainstream religion, yeah. right? It gave you this sense of importance.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You get yeah. to save, literally save people. You know what I mean? Like, Right.
0: <laughs> you're, yeah, you're right. It is like, oh my God, that appeals so much to, like we talked about it being kind of helpers, healers, whatever.
1: Yeah. It so
0: appeals to the shadow side of that desire to like reinforce this um sense of self-righteousness, sense of um being good or right or worthy or enough or valuable. Um mm-hmm. yeah, we get to be like in the savior role and um V- feel very important.
1: <laughs> yeah, either the Saint or the Savior, and honestly, like that's why I don't. I say I do healing work. I offer a healing service. I offer a therapeutic service, but I am not a healer, mm-hmm. right? Like I, I am the vessel for which you can activate your power to heal yourself every mm-hmm. single time. Because any and everything I can do, you can do. You know, yes, I'm clairvoyant, super tuned in with a lot of different abilities doesn't mean you can't do that it's just a muscle that you grow mm-hmm. you absolutely have everything in there you just unlock it with someone you feel safe or or not with someone if you don't need someone maybe you you don't you know mm-hmm. but yeah so that's why I'm just a vessel you know I'm not the healer you are
0: <laughs> love that yes yeah yes and no medicine it actually heals it just assists our like if we're talking like actual medicine, it just is healing or sorry, n- is not healing. It's assisting our body in healing itself. So yes. that is always true. Whether we're talking about our physical bodies or our spiritual, um, yeah. selves, it's, yeah, I love that.
1: That's a whole nother podcast, Alex. A whole nother one.
0: <laughs> oh my God. Oh my God. Um, wow. I think for me, very similar. Like I agree with those. I really, I really, really see those. And I, I think the other thing for me was I do appreciate being brought it up with a framework of spirituality of knowing from a very young age that there was another realm besides the physical realm and knowing that life is not over when we pass away. I really appreciate those lessons. Um, and the sense of community, like you said, I think that was a really big one for me as well. And from a very, from a very young age, like, it's it's funny my mom said this to me not that long ago, maybe like sometime last year, about how um, she, this is her words, right, her framework, but she said she never doubted my salvation because I was always so, um, tuned in since I was a little kid, and so connected with God. and until recently, I mean, like very, very, very recently, like within the last month recently, okay. had been thinking about, I have all this anger built up against Jesus and God because of what I learned through Christianity. But that's just a human's framework that I don't agree with. So that connection that was so calming to me so many times throughout my life, what about that calming sensation? Like I was praying to something. I was praying and connecting to (laughs) some spiritual force. So what if I just went back to that and now get to redefine it and understand it through my own lens instead of, um, thinking of them as these punitive, punitive God that I learned about through Christianity. So mm-hmm. I've given myself that permission and then, you know, had some really interesting, uh, one, real, one or two really interesting conversations, uh, in San Diego that may, like someone else said like, oh yeah, I'm like, I love the energy of Jesus. And I was like, oh okay so permission granted i'm not the only one it had been like on my mind and i was so glad when he said that i was like okay perfect let's let's do this yeah
1: yeah i i love that thank you for sharing alex and it's interesting because for me i think of when something like like i said with my spiritual practice that i Take what works and leaves the rest. Mm-hmm. And sometimes I'm gonna integrate things, and it's pretty small thinking for my higher power. And I believe in creating a higher power of your understanding. Mm-hmm. Like, but for me, my higher power is big. And mm-hmm. <laughs> that's why I call God, Goddess, the universe, the divine within us all and out of us all. Um, but yeah, to name them just to have one name. Like, here's another thing, God this idea of God doesn't have insecurities. There are no insecurities that God is like, oh, how dare you call me another name? God's like, cool. I got other names, I got other representations. Same with like uh, any deity, that's a fragment Uh, of what our human mind can consider and like name as God. So if you're uh, not resonating with Jesus or the Christian God, like you can change Jesus's name To something else that resonates, you can still have Jesus energy. Like I'm trying to get that Jesus energy, that Buddhist energy, that, you know, Gaia energy. I'm trying to get all of the things, name a few mainstream like biggies, but yeah, you know, like we want to follow I want to follow what feels right and there are days that Jesus doesn't feel right for me Mm -hmm. right and like Jesus is fine with that Jesus is not codependent (laughs) neither is God God's like you do you I'm here when you need me right like so there's this human idea of codependency and ego and insecurity just doesn't lie in those areas from my experience
0: yes Thank you for that. That would I feel like that is the perfect perfect note to wrap up on. What yeah. Do you think? Is there anything I think
1: I want to just the one thing I will say is whatever it looks like for you, mm-hmm. spirituality or religion, mm-hmm. some kind of spiritual practice mm-hmm. is so key. It's integral. I see it as what I call one of the or one of the three in the holy trinity of well-being mm-hmm. and we already scientifically have evidence that our mental health affects our physical well-being mm-hmm. and i know beyond the shadow of a doubt that our spiritual health affects our mental health and it's just this this trinity that keeps on rolling so right. it does you can be atheist or agnostic and still find something for me, spiritual, spirituality is what sets your spirit on fire.
0: Hmm. Something
1: that really brings you that energy. Maybe it's just unconditional love. It's bigger than you. Mm-hmm. Something that's beyond.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Ah, it's delightful. I love it. <laughs> any and other, have- any other things before I, like, we need to hear all of where we can find you and everything. But before we do that, any other like final like word of wisdom you want to offer?
1: Should I pull a card?
0: Yes. Oh my we'll God. Do that. do that. Yeah,
1: we're going to do that. <laughs> I love it. Because my human self feels tapped out. So instead we're going to do this.
0: Perfect. I'm going to use a
1: fairy deck because I know everybody's a fairy, right? I mean, I am. <laughs> <sighs> I'm the fairy gay mother. Remember Alan? <laughs>
0: yes. Indeed, the fairy gay mother.
1: Mm -hmm. Let's see. What message can we give Alex's listeners? Just a quickie to finish up here.
0: We do love a good quickie.
1: (laughs) I sure do. Flipped right into my fingers. All right. All right. Ooh. So it's saying that we have the energy of many things happening at once. When it comes to, especially when you break free from a box that doesn't fit mm. um, in any spiritual or religious practice, all of a sudden there's all these different options. You're in this world. I saw it the other day when I was driving back from our Airbnb in Joshua Tree. I was like, okay, there's a lane over there full of traffic with like a cop weaving. And I was like, that's what Christianity feels like. It's safe, it's secure. It's like very, like a lot, right? In like Mm -hmm. a condensed area, right? So it's condensed, safe, secure, slow moving and restricted. And I was on the other side of the freeway, right? And I love my, the universe and like goddess speaks to me in a way that is so good for me with the symbolism. I'm in the freeway side on the other side where we're just going at the speed we want. We're free free flowing. We're cutting through traffic. We're doing whatever, right? Like it's so free and it's uncertain, right? Uh... And we have to do it for each person. So I think that's what this card is saying that there is just, there can come this stress from having those many things happen at once. Mm -hmm. And we learn to multitask. We learn what feels successful for us. We learn how to handle any sudden events or any changes that we'd like to make. And we find a way to make it fun. We find a a way to make it resonate and hit home.
0: I love it. What a great message. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, that was so perfect. So perfect. I feel that one deeply for sure.
1: Me too. Yeah. Thank
0: (laughs) you. All right. Miss. Kayla, tell us all about where our listeners can find you. How can they work with you?
1: Oh, my gosh. Please come find me on Instagram. I'm on Instagram at designs for loving. So designs, plural, for loving. And our theme is love yourself, love life, and find love. So that's where that comes from. And also, again and it's an energy that anyone can resonate with, regardless of your background. Love is a great higher power to go with and start with. Hmm. So you can find me there. There's a link in my bio that will take you to my website uh, that offers, you know, a little more descriptions about my services for intuitive guidance uh, in the realms of romance or just life. And then I also, after getting through doing intuitive guidance, I have to get to know you. We have to have an intimate bond because Rituals and ceremonies are pretty intense, but I do offer shadow work rituals. I do moon ceremonies and also retreats. So my retreat Instagram, we just had our first one back in November. The next one's coming up this summer and that's for desert retreats. I know. I'm going to have a gay men's one, not this one. This one's going to be a women's coming up. And then after that's going to be a men's sometime in like next winter. Yeah, it's going to be happening. And then, um, yeah, I'm gonna start. This is brand new, brand new, hot off the press. It just launched. Uh, we are gonna do a online collective intuitive guidance. It's an affordable option, so it's 44 bucks, 44, 44, and Oof. you get the opportunity to do weekly intuitive guidance sessions where you can build community because you have multiple people on there they're gonna have a full session with me i'm gonna be there in person and it's yeah it's gonna be pure magic
0: so my god (laughs) i love it all right we will get all of that linked up in the show notes for you all so like go down there go to the show notes so you can follow kayla and hire her and work with her and get some Get this amazing guidance and start working on integrating your shadow more. It's going to be phenomenal. All right. Anything else, my friend?
1: think that's it thank you so much for having me on today thank you listeners for listening I look forward to connecting with each and every one of you should you feel called as always I'm not for everyone and that's totally okay Mm -hmm. Um, so thank you Alex for having me in this divine place and I will be posting um, a picture I did a crystal grid for us and candles so I'll post that on my page so that you guys can see some of the goodies we used today for the podcast
0: love it all right so y'all go check her out and just enjoy soaking in the kayla vibes it's great <laughs> in her in her realm so yeah. all right my unicorns i will see you next week bye, bye. If you enjoyed this episode, don't keep it to yourself. Share it with a friend so they too can become more confident. You can also help more people find the show by leaving a five-star review wherever you listen. And if you want to become a more confident queer with support from yours truly, head to coachalexray.com or use the link down in the show notes. I'm looking forward to working with you.